How many springs does an official ball have in it? How many springs? It doesn't have any springs in it. Well, how does it bounce then? It's air. There's air in the ball. Well, there's air in this room. How come this room ain't bouncing? Hey everyone, this is your host, Chris Hasekwad, and you're listening to the Love Means Nothing tennis podcast. It has been a good week in the tennis world. Uh, lots to talk about, uh, a lot of off-court stuff to talk about, a lot of on-court stuff to talk about. I played a little bit of tennis myself. I was in a tournament, um, and I lost to a person who I normally lose to, but I always feel like I should beat. I won the first set and then I lost the next two sets, unfortunately. Um, Near the end of the match, okay, first off, let me just put this in context, okay? I won the first set 6-2 and then I lost the next set, two sets 6-1, 6-1. I was not happy with myself and I'm a bit of a snap show on the tennis court, okay? So with about uh, two games left in the match, I had an opportunity I fucked it up and I basically went ham on my right quad with my racket. I hit the inside of my quad three times extremely hard. Okay, I now have three massive welts, just like I was strapped on my quad. Super embarrassing. I had to like, right when I did it, I'm like in massive amounts of pain. I could hardly walk. The fan, there was like 50 people watching and they basically, half of them were laughing. And then the other half were like in shock how much of a psycho I am on the tennis court. I was embarrassed. I basically tanked the last game or two, got the fuck out of there. And I showed my face at the club again for the first time today. And people are asking me how my leg is. I guess the word is getting around that I am a psychopath on the court. I'm better talking about it. You may not agree, but I think I'm better talking about the game than actually playing the game but you know not the drama is not just with me okay i'm trying to segue into what i want to talk about here but there is some drama in the atp not just at the club level and i'm talking about 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 not about yes i'm canadian and we in we're in canadian a eh? we talk about the aboots and uh we have a good time at the fisheries and uh, catching the lobster, and that's how we do it. I don't even know what that accent is, but let's just move on. So Michael Yemer, he's number 51 in the world. He's been banned 18 months after missing three out-of-competition doping tests. It's actually pretty crazy. They're basically on parole at all times. Uh, Yemer tweeted about this. The guy's 25. He's at the peak of his career, an 18-month ban is pretty significant. Significant. He has been clean. He's never been, um, obviously, in any tests that he has had done. There's never been any issues. He had a long tweet about it, just describing it. I'll just read one part of it, but it was long, so I can't read it all. It would take literally 20 minutes itself just reading his tweets. But this was interesting. He says, let me... First, briefly explain the whereabouts system. Every day of the year, I have to provide the location where I where I can be available to the World Anti-Doping Agency for an hour of the day. As an athlete, there are a lot of last-minute changes in one lo- one's location due to results, changes in travel plans, etc. I get tested constantly, but you never know when they decide to show up. Clearly, the tests have come back negative without any issues every time. So, 
I'm not going to read anymore, but he actually goes into detail about him missing these tests and what actually happened. And they seem completely legit. One time he showed up to a challenger event, right? He was supposed to be in the main hotel. He showed up there, then there were no rooms. So he had to go to the second secondary hotel. This doping agency comes at like six in the morning to the main hotel. He's not there. And that's like one strike. Okay. Another time it was like some call from like some Spanish number and he didn't pick up, etc. Maybe it was the same time he got the call. He didn't pick it up. And he wasn't there. But anyway, these sorts of strikes seem to be like pretty like possible that there's no ill intent with that. You know, same thing happened to Brooksby. Um, I feel like Brooksby might be a little sketchier than Yimar. Maybe Yimar is a little sketchy too, but all the players vouch for him. They say he's an honest guy. I'm kind of first off, I think that he could very well be innocent. And if he is innocent, then this is like a tragedy. And then secondly, even if you do miss three tests, 18 months is pretty harsh. Like maybe it should be six months with an opportunity to get tested, like, you know, in the next three months randomly, and you better not miss that one. And if you're clean, then you can play again. I don't know. It seems pretty harsh to me. Uh, I feel bad for the guy um what else happened okay another little bit of drama on the court was hugo gaston okay gaston not gaston i sound like a dumb canadian gaston and um this guy has a history okay of acting like an idiot on the tennis court he earlier got fined like 150 thousand euros for having four um, like misconducts on court. And I guess the ATP does not like him. And they charged him with a hundred, which was more money by the way, than he has made in earnings all year. Okay. So basically the fine was more than he has earned. So he is in the negative. And uh, the last one was he basically was in a point and in the middle of the point, he took a ball out of his pocket and threw it on the court to try to get like a let and replay it. Okay. That's when the fine came last week. He's playing in a match. He's down 5-2. I think it was in the third set, 40-15 or something like that. And he retires from the match without just playing the last point, which in my opinion is pathetic. Okay, this guy obviously is a huge loser. Um, that's just so disrespectful to, oh no, it was 30. He was down 5-2-30 love. So I don't think it was match point. Okay, and he called the match hugely disrespectful to the fans, to the opponent, to the game itself. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this guy gets fined again or banned for the rest of the year because that's just kind of senseless. Don't love that. I do like when there's something to talk about, obviously. Otherwise, I wouldn't have this podcast. I do like when players act up, they act stupid. It's entertainment to me. I kind of like it in a way. But this was just pathetic. Okay, so... um, We'll see what happens there. I will update everybody on that. Another thing off the court, Novak Djokovic, okay, he announced that he would not be playing in the Rogers Cup Open, which is the 1,000 level ATP tournament being held in Toronto this year. It, it rotates between Montreal and Toronto every year. The women and the men, they rotate. I think the men are in Toronto this year. But... um. Why do we think he's not playing? Do we actually, his reason is that he needs the rest. Okay. He hasn't been playing that much tennis 
recently. He, we all know he's one of the fittest guys out there. Okay, not just in tennis, but he's one of the fittest athletes in the world. So you got to think it's based on how Canada treated him over the last couple of years. Remember last year, he wasn't allowed into the country because he was unvaccinated, which we all know was complete and utter bullshit. And it was all political, it had nothing to do with actual health and science. Anyway, I'm not going to go there. But um, so I tweeted about this and then people kind of got like some people got pissed off at me and they said, oh, well, he plays in the US or he's going to the US or Australia. But that's different, right? Because they have grand slams in those countries. If Australia did not have a grand slam tournament, there is no way Djokovic would ever step foot in that country again after how they treated him. And if the US wasn't kind of a mecca for everything, including tennis, which obviously it has a grand slam, but multiple 1000 tournaments as well. I don't know if he'd be going there again either. If I were him, I probably wouldn't after how he was treated. So I personally think it's political. um, And it'll be interesting to see with the Laver Cup in Vancouver, right? There's two European players that still haven't been announced. I know, well, I'm pretty confident that they're going after Djokovic. Right. So on one factor, he's a really good friend with Vashik Pospisil, who lives in Vancouver. This is his home city. So Vashik will probably try to convince him to come. But on the other hand, I don't think Novak wants to go to Canada after how Canada treated him and disrespected him. So we'll see what happens. I don't think he will come to Labor Cup. That's just my guess at this point, um, because... I actually still don't. I don't think Labor Cup is going to be a big success in Vancouver. I talked about this before. I actually had an email communication with somebody from Team Eight, which is Federer's company brokerage, and they put on Labor Cup. And I was trying to get like access to it because I'm from Vancouver. Okay, I have a tennis podcast, and I want the fans to have a better experience, more access to the players, change it up a little bit, interview them in different ways. I doubt I'm going to get any sort of special treatment, okay, or any passes. I don't blame them. I I wouldn't necessarily give me anything at this point. I've literally had a podcast for two months. Who am I? But maybe in the future, I could do something. The problem is it's not going to be in Vancouver. Anyway, I hope things pick up. Like I said, I think Tennis Canada is running it, and they're shitting the bed right now. They need to really figure their shit out and start promoting Labor Cup quickly because it's being played in a month and a half. Anyway. I had my my nephew. I was just at dinner with my nephew earlier, and he asked me if I think Djokovic is going to be like top of the game. Okay, again, and I said, "Did you just see what happened to Bronny a couple days ago? Djokovic is going to be the only person standing a year from now on the ATP tour based on his decisions around the vaccine." Okay, so of course he's going to be number one. That was a joke. Um, enough about vaccines. Just saying that word, I may not get the viewership that I'm looking for. Half the people are going to hate me, but half the people might love me. So it's all good. Um, Moving on to the tournaments. Let's talk about the tournaments. So Hamburg is complete. Alexander, Alexander Zverev is the champion. This is the first win. Okay. uh, Of his career since the brutal injury that he sustained in the French Open last year when he was playing Nadal in that epic semifinal match. Um, 
he beat Arthur Phils um, in the semis, and then he beat Jir in the finals. He played well. He didn't drop a set the entire match. Casper Ruud ended up getting killed by, by Arthur Phils, 6-love, six 6-4. Six Basically, I think he lost because his boyfriend Rublev lost in the match before. So I, I think he just felt probably a little bit alone and he needed that comfort. So him and Rublev could do whatever they do together. So that's why he probably tanked that match. Um, Atlanta Open. Okay, I'm just moving through the different tournaments here. Taylor Fritz won that in a tough uh, three-setter final. He had a pretty tough draw. I would say for a 250, he had to beat Wu uh, in the second round. He beat Frit, or then he beat Nishikori in the quarterfinals. So two Asian sensations there. Then he beat the Mullet Man Wolf. Wolf is like I don't know what to think of Wolf. At first, I kind of liked him when he hit the scene three years ago because I'm like, okay, this guy's got like a dangling cross earring. He's got like a pretty good mullet. He doesn't seem to really give a shit. But he's actually kind of a boring guy. He's like, I thought he'd be like, have massive attitude out there. But he's just like a good old Catholic boy, I guess, that he seems basically, I don't know where he grew up. I'm assuming Ohio, Wisconsin, North Dakota, South Dakota, somewhere around there where they basically live on a farm. Okay. And if he wasn't a tennis player, he'd be in the agricultural business. Okay. That's what I think of Wolf. I'd like a little bit more out of him. The guy's got a pretty good game, though. He's got he's got crazy movement on his serve. It's crazy, actually. Um, well, it's not that crazy, but it's good. So Fritz, big win for him. Uh, he needed that. Fritz has been playing like pretty bad recently, so he needed the win. I know it's just a 250, but um, that's good. Isner went out early. I'm telling you, he's going to announce his retirement for the U.S. Open. We shall see. And then... Um, in Croatia, that city where there's all sorts of beautiful women, what's it called? Umeg, Croatia. Um, Waranka ended up losing in the final to Poprin. It's too bad. Waranka, I think, won it like a long, long time ago. Everybody wanted Waranka to win. He was the crowd favorite there. This must be one of Poprin's first ATP wins because he always like plays well, but he never seems to win tight matches. Um, but he won this one, so good for him. And um, what else is going on? So now we've got the Washington uh, Open coming up. In the women's draw, we've got Azarenka versus Fidelina first round, which I might tune in for because that should be interesting. I'll tune in for the handshake to see what happens, but it will not be as dramatic as their last match in Wimbledon, that's for sure. Um, but Washington... Oh, the, in the qualies, I was a little surprised. I saw Donald Young playing in the qualies. He lost uh, 6-3, 6-4 in the first round of the qualies. But Donald Young has got to be close to 40 years old at this point. He never really amounted to I remember he was like the best junior in America. Everyone had these hopes for him. But it's just weird that he's still even trying to play. Like he's been must have been injured. He's now almost 40, and he's still trying to play these qualies. Essentially, what he needs to do is get like a head pro job at a country club or whatever club, make 250k a year and chill out. I don't know why he's trying to do it. And then I also saw Peter Polanski in it. Okay, this is Chapo's coach, who I was saying Chapo never should have hired. He played in these qualities. He's trying to make a comeback as a player now. 
He lost 6-2, 6-love. Don't even bother. Um, okay, moving on to the actual draw. Uh, Fritz's number one seed. And Felix Aliasim is actually playing in it. So we'll see how he performs. Tiafo's number two seed. Nothing really too interesting to talk about at this point. Um, what else in the tennis world is going on? Man, okay, let's just talk about Zverev for a second, okay? After winning this match, um, he got emotional. The camera panned into his girlfriend now, and I noticed that she had like some like arm tats and whatnot. I'm like, okay, this seems a little bit like after essentially having two the, your last two girlfriends they're both both accusing you of domestic abuse okay M- mental or emotional abuse and physical abuse so the emotional mental abuse like okay i'm thinking that's a little subjective some girls they basically cry and they say that you're like emotionally like abusing them okay so i don't know about that one but i wasn't there so i'm not making any assumptions here but the physical aspect of it if you touch a woman, that is a big problem. And they both accuse him of physical abuse. So there's something fucked up going on there. Okay, so if you're Zverev, okay, or you're like working for Zverev and you're doing his public relations, wouldn't you tell the guy, your next girlfriend needs to be low key, like the type of girl that's studying medicine and and is in the library five hours a day? Okay, that's the type of girl he needs to date. Instead, and I looked into this girl, okay? So he's dating, and I'm going to read you a little bit about her. Her name is Sophia Tamala, okay? Um, She is a 25-year-old actress, model, and television presenter. So she's a public figure. And this is not Sophia's first hot high-profile relationship with a sports star as she previously dated Liverpool's keeper Loris Karius and she was previously married to Norwegian music star Andy Laplegua. Okay, and I looked up this Andy Laplegua, okay, because I didn't know him. He's a Norwegian pop star. Okay, I don't know many Norwegian pop stars, but I looked him up and this guy is not like, let's just say he's not like a boarding school preppy. Okay, he is tattied up completely like up his neck tats he's got all these weird pictures out there online so you have to assume if you were married to this guy you're a little bit strange yourself okay you're a little bit crazy um and now i hate to use that term crazy because i know a lot of women don't like it so i take that back you're just a little bit off kilter and uh and then zverev who needs to be low-key decides to date her when they end or if they end it won't end quietly i can guarantee you that so he's an idiot we'll see what happens i personally think adidas are going to drop him you know he's actually apparently not that smart okay so everyone on tour says he's the one guy that shows up late to everything he'll show up to practice and he'll forget his rackets or he'll forget like one of his shoes Okay, or he'll forget even to that there was a practice that day whatsoever. He's a little bit stunned. He's a bit of a space cadet. So, yeah, I think somebody needs to manage some of his decisions. 
Uh, I'm a little harsh on Zero. I actually don't mind him, but like when I'm talking, I sound very harsh on him. Um, but some of the stuff is just stupid. You just like, he's leaving so much money on the table. I think Adidas is going to end their sponsorship. And I was thinking like, what would he look good in? And I'm thinking maybe Hydrogen, that Italian brand. It's pretty cool. Fognini wears it. It's kind of like that ghost face kind of like logo. Uh, I looked up who the um, uh, the founder of it was. He's kind of like this designer Italian guy that's pretty connected in the fashion world. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised. I would be surprised actually if he moves over to it, but I think it would be cool if Adidas drops him because there's no way Nike's going to pick him up. I guess Lacoste might. But then... I actually wouldn't be surprised if Curios also gets dropped by Nike because everything Curios is doing this year is like basically shit. He was on top of the world last year. Everything he did was a hero. He was a hero last year. Now he's a zero this year. The Pokemon back tattoo was kind of the icing on the cake for me. Okay. It's just like, I can't like a person ever that decides to ink up their entire back with Pokemons. And then he made a comment after saying about like, oh, he'll never play past 33. He needs to retire sooner than that. And he was talking about like how tough his childhood is. And I'm just like, I think I may have even mentioned this before, but I don't know how Kyrgios gets off talking like he was like, had such a tough upbringing. Essentially, he was a chubby lippy kid that grew up in Canberra, Australia, to a middle-class family with parents that loved him. Okay, that's his, basically his childhood, his backstory. Any trouble that he got into was his own doing, okay? And it wasn't that serious, okay? So just like save it, I'm a little bit sick of it. I think Nike's probably gonna drop him soon. He's getting away with like, He's gone away with, he was actually charged, by the way, last year with a, a like some sort of like, in some sort of physical altercation with like an ex-girlfriend. This charge was bullshit. It was like a slight, I believe they were on the streets. It was like a slight push away, get off of me. And it was like nothing. He shouldn't put, okay, he should never put his hands on a woman. I'll say that again. But like, it wasn't like charge worthy. It was kind of like, oops but move on. So Nike didn't mind that. They kind of let him go, you know, but just like, I think they're, if he's not going to be playing any more tennis, having any more results and he's still going about things the way he is, I think they'll drop him. And who like, he might as well go with hydrogen too, because I can't ever imagine Kyrgios in like a Lacoste, you know, collared shirt, you know, same as like what Dimitrov is wearing now. So we'll see what happens there. Um, what else is going on in the tennis world? Wozniacki is making her, I thought she was coming back at the U S open, but she's actually making her comeback in Montreal in a couple weeks. So it'll be interesting to see how she performs. Um, what else? Oh, remember how last episode, how I was talking about Bape and his huge contract. Okay, I was wrong on the number. It was actually, it was 700 and something million for a year, not over a billion because 300 of a million of that was like, had to be paid out to the team to end his current agreement. He didn't take the contract, okay? 
So 700 million, I guess, wasn't worth it for him to move to Saudi Arabia. So that was interesting. But what was even more in what may have been even more interesting to me, I don't know if it was, but what was also equally interesting to me is that Jalen Brown, yeah, you probably never heard of him, from the Boston Celtics, signed a contract for $304 million for five years. That is over $60 million per year. He's like, what? I don't know, 10th, 15th best in the NBA, and he signed the biggest contract for astronomical numbers. Okay. Meanwhile, tennis players, Gaston is in the negative. Okay. And he's like a hundred in the world. Um, and tennis players will just never make that much money. It's crazy how much some of these basketball players are making and other athletes in other sports. Oh, I also need to correct myself because I was in my last episode kind of sucked. I'm just going to admit it. My last episode sucked. And I was mentioning Shapovalov getting like married. I don't know why I kept on repeating married. We all know it was an engagement, not a marriage. Anybody that listening to that would have thought, okay, I would have lost all my credibility with them because clearly he wasn't getting married. So I just wanted to correct myself on that one. Still think it's a mistake, whether it's marriage or engagement, because not all engagements lead to a marriage. So he still has time to potentially get out of that. But you know, Maybe he's happy. So, and Swedish people are cool. She's a Swedish chick. Swedish girls are hot. They're cool. They're down to earth. I love Swedish people. Um, so, you know what? Dude, you're doing it right. Stick with her. And um, you have my blessing. Shapo, you have my blessing. Okay, guys. Uh, I think that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Follow me on Twitter, Chris Hasekwat. Subscribe to the podcast, comment, do whatever it is you have to do. I will talk to you soon. This is the Love Means Nothing Tennis Podcast. Again, I am your host, Chris Hasekwat. Bye-bye.